Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in 2 Kings chapter 5, and we are going to look at how the healing of Naaman, the Syrian, is an indication of what we've talked about several times before, which is that God's redemptive plan is for the world, not just for the Israelites. And so to remind ourselves of some of the background there, let's go to Genesis chapter 12. And this is the call of Abram. And God is choosing Abram to be the father of the tribes of Israel, the father of his chosen people. And this is what he says in 12.3. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you, all families of the earth shall be blessed. So God's redemptive plan from all the way back in Genesis was really for all families of the earth. Now, Abraham and the Jews at different times throughout history and even into the New Testament, uh, maybe even today, have had a problem understanding that idea, which is not that they would be the sole recipients of God's salvation or a covenant relationship with God, but that they would be the vehicles through which salvation and a covenant relationship with God would be made available to the world. And it would come in the form of faith in Christ, not in the form of obedience to the law. And so here we've got this outsider, Naaman, and let's pick it up in 2 Kings chapter 5, verses 1 and following. Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and in high favor, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria, which there's another interesting point, quickly, that God is involved in the circumstances of even outside nations. He's involved in the circumstances of everything going on in the world. Naaman was a man of mighty valor, valor, but he was a leper. Now the Syrians, on one of their raids, had carried off a little girl from the land of Israel, and she worked in the service of Naaman's wife. And she said to her mistress, Would that my lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria, which is the northern kingdom of Israel. She's talking about Elisha. He would cure him of his leprosy. So Naaman went in and told his lord, the king, Thus and so spoke the girl from the land of Israel. And the king of Syria said, Go now, and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So he went, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten changes of clothes. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which read, When this letter reaches you, know that I have sent to you Naaman my servant, that you may cure him of his leprosy. And when the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and make alive that this man sends word to me to cure a man of his leprosy? Only consider and see how he is seeking to quarrel with me. So the Israelite king is worried that the Syrian king is trying to pick a fight with him. But Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes. Evidently, tearing your clothes is a really big deal. He sent to the king saying, why have you torn your clothes? Let him come now to me that he may know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, go and wash in the Jordan seven times. Your flesh shall be restored and you shall be clean. But Naaman was angry and went away saying, behold, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call upon the name of the Lord, his God, and wave his hand over the place and cure the leper. Are not Abana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the rivers of Israel? 
Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage, but his servants came near to him and said, My father, it is a great word that the prophet has spoken to you. Will you not do it? He actually said to you, wash and be clean. So he went down, dipped himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the word of the man of God, and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. I think there's probably some wordplay going on when it says his flesh was like that of a little child because it was a little child, a girl nonetheless, from Israel, who at the beginning of this text made this thing spin into motion. Anyway, this is an outsider who God is showing great mercy on, great compassion on, and it is a foreshadowing of what he is doing with his redemptive plan for the world. We've talked about this, just happened with the Shunammite woman. We didn't talk about that one, but it happened about uh, different people throughout the Old Testament who are outsiders, who God has used in his redemptive plan or who, who God has blessed or, or spared miraculously. And this is an indication, a foreshadowing of what we already know. The, the, the most popular verse in Christianity today, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he sent his only son. Not for God so loved Abraham's family, for God so loved the Israelites, for God so loved the Jewish people. That's not what it says, for God so loved the world. And so they are not the sole recipients of his salvation, but they are the vehicles through which salvation would be made to the whole world. This is something that Jewish leaders in the New Testament struggle with. This is something that Paul, after Christ is dead and risen, is, is helping people understand, which is challenging. Here's what he says in Galatians chapter 3, verse 28 and 29. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. In other words, when Christ comes on the scene, he lives a perfect life. He dies a sinless death. He, he lives righteously in a way that meets the requirements of the law. He meets God's holy standard perfectly, and then he dies and pays the penalty for our sins so that if we put our faith and trust in him, we'll have that righteous righteousness attributed to us. We'll have the penalty that we deserve to pay, Mark paid on our behalf. When we put our faith in Jesus Christ, that takes away all distinctions. There's no Jew or Greek. There's no Abraham's family and outsider. There's no Israelite and non-Israelite or Gentile. Everyone is one in Christ because Christ is the culmination of God's redemptive plan. Check out what he says in verse 29. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring heirs, according to the promise. What an amazing gospel whereby God takes, and this is why this should mean something to you and me, because I'm not a descendant of Abraham. I'm not, I don't have ancestors who are part of the 12 tribes of Israel. I'm not one of God's original chosen people. I'm an outsider. I'm a Gentile. But through faith in Jesus Christ, I've been grafted into the covenant family of God so that I have standing before God that is just like Abraham or Isaac or Jacob. Thank you, Lord, for Christ. Thanks for your gospel. Help it to drive and motivate us to a greater degree every day. Amen. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. 
And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.